You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. this red light is to be believed i believe that we are live here on this monday night hello my everyone my name is harry aka the moving target here for a new excited episode of low key on the wheeler terrence network um, tonight's topic we're going to talk about tabletop rpg games and discussions around it um i have i'm gonna put it i put out of the you know like gaming world for a while, not by choice, um, involuntarily, uh, not RPGing. Yeah, I am. I've been how can I put it? Um, been trying to been just teased with once a month gaming sessions. It's not enough. I need more. So I discuss all the things around it. Uh, this episode is a freeform conversation with it, but of course, as you guys know, um, I don't fly solo, and and the noise outside is because we're just recovering from the storm. It's fifty miles per hour wind, so if I disconnect tonight, that's what's why. Anyway, so we're bringing everyone else tonight, so you know, because you guys know I don't fly solo. So we got the cutthroat uh, himself, Reinhold. Reinhold, why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, uh, so role playing is a fun pastime but you gotta play to win so that's what i say okay right 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 but when i about to talk about like rpg games something like that there, there's no winning in it sure there is there's always winning no dear god <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> and then uh of course you know game is winning involved <laughs> in the way it is <laughs> Bring Vincent. Vincent, how are you? Good. I was glad to hear that that Reinhold, uh, known arsonist, is probably go- the one that would be the DM that goes to kill the party. Mm-hmm. The one that's like, oh, yeah, no, no, no. no I want to win this game. I know it's supposed to be cooperative <laughs> storytelling, but I want to win this fight. So, yeah, no, no. It's probably the one that will roll the dice behind the screen and go, oh, look, I didn't fail again. <laughs> this one I do that to your guys' team. I'm rolling real dice. I actually show you guys like you guys see this crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was brutal. That was brutal. Some people go say, like, you should just enact the rule that you don't crit. It's like, no, I'm playing too. I get the crit. I get the crit. <laughs> it's my game. They crit on I crit on them too. Let them take a crit. You know, it's more fun. It's perfectly way. fine. This is more of <laughs> if you're playing to win, that means you're making the other people of the party lose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not playing to win. I'm playing. To, I like to play to wound. I like to. <laughs> I don't really see myself uh, winning until like I get some grown men crying at my table. You know, then, then I know. Then I know. What. So that only happened when I made you cry as well. So that's it. Yeah, anyway. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. As long as there's some crying, that's all that matters. So. <laughs> You know, like, uh, so this past weekend, I did a. I was on the big show uh, with um, 
Kat and um, Moni from another podcast called the Fake Ass Book Club. Uh, yeah, my invitation got lost in the mail. Yes. Anyway, so it was <laughs> the episode. Right, uh, it was for Black History Month, and you just tipped the scales to two white. So we just wanted to make this too much. I mean, if it was, if it was for that, uh, I would Spangled be replaced by me. <laughs> I'm, I'm the closest thing to the other black person on the network. <laughs> no, we have niece. We also got niece. Niece doesn't count. He's a raccoon. He's fast. Give these books DNA results to show you. <laughs> got some black in him. Not enough to say the N word. Just jumped. He was a piece of paper that just says part Wakandan. That's all it says. Yeah, I, got a, I got a lot of more blood in me from all the mm-hmm. ramp, raping and pillaging from the back in the day. So. It's okay. Um, modern sock dems don't know what moors are, so unless they're black, you know, if they're black, they know exactly who the moors are. If they don't, you know, it's fine. It's perfectly fine. See, Brian Hall thinks I'm joking like this. I'm telling you right now, you could probably talk to any Gen Zer. They have no idea who the moors are. They were taught that. You, you got to watch wanna... the uh, the movie True Romance. It tells you all about it. Uh, I don't like you like uh, putting up your historical pornography. Okay. <laughs> no, True Romance is a is a Tarantino's first first actual movie. I once again uh, do not put you. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Dust to Dawn. That was barely a horror there's action a, movie. There's a, scene, <laughs> there's a scene in there where uh, Christopher Walken is trying to get information out of Dennis Hopper. Mm-hmm. Dennis Hopper knows he's dead. Mm-hmm. So Christopher Walken's like, you know, I can tell when someone's lying, right? There's all these ticks and I can tell when someone's lying. So then Dennis Hopper goes on the, on this whole thing about how Italians were used to be white and blue eyed. Now they're not because of the Moors and everything like that. So it's basically mm-hmm. he's calling him something that he didn't want to be called. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just a hilarious, like middle finger to him as the guy. And then Chris Walken just blows him away. <laughs> it's a great scene. That, it's that's some that's some acting. But you were talking about a book club, right? Yeah, you were talking about the book club. And it just <laughs> spiraled. So what were you gonna say? It just spiraled. So <clears throat> great time with them. We had a great discussion. I actually, referenced that Vincent a couple of times and uh, and Ryan Hold like that because of that. They were talking about how they realized like like because uh, they talk about like our book conference. Like, well, we noticed like most men don't read fiction, and I go like, well, do you count main guess fiction? Like, you do it's like then most men will probably read more. Manga fiction. It's just like, <laughs> it's like but, you just pull up the like here. Here's the spreadsheet. You see where it says three hundred completed manga. I was I did was get ready to pull up the database. They're like, we actually have a database, stuff. like <laughs> just like how you do with like a book club like that. We have a database collection of this thing. You know, yeah, yeah. Producer Paul, of course, runs the database, but uh, Vincent uh, just adds data to it. Yeah, so, uh, all yeah. the time. I actually yeah. have like three more to add. Yeah, so we'll tr- I'm gonna try to have them on, um, on to low key. They're gonna come. They want to come on on low key. Um, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, them matching their wit with uh, Vincent and Reinhold both, because Cat uh, uh, really wants to talk Star Trek, and. <laughs> uh... <laughs> 
and uh, she really wants to be like like give uh, discovery another chance and i'm like i don't know if i can so i'll figure both of you try to convince me to watch discovery because i can't but i'll watch uh lower decks i'll watch lower i'll marathon lower decks that is hilarious tell anyone like watch the lower decks <laughs> i still think you'll like strange new worlds if you give it a shot i will probably like strange but it's kind of like season three in picard when uh Color was like, just watch season three. But season one, season two was bad. It's like, yes, yes, it's bad. Just watch season three. <laughs> I've heard people say, I've heard reviewers say that season three was terrible. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. So. Say I was lied to. I, I haven't watched it either. I haven't watched it. I just, you know, you know once, once, once Angry Joe looked like he was uh, just done like it looked like it killed his childhood. I was like, I'm not watching this. I don't want to. I don't want to be there. I have lower yeah, decks, I, and it's making me happy. I like. I, I watch Picard because I want to. I want to know the story. Mm-hmm. So many flaws in the storytelling that it's annoying. Um, but it's still. Hey, it's still track. It's better than ninety five percent of the stuff that's out there right now. So. You got to give it that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, and it, I don't know. I, I just. I think the other thing I can't have a problem with him keep going to the well of the Borg and the Borg keep coming back and the Borg mm-hmm. Queen thing. It's just like it kind of cheapens everything else that has ever happened. Just kind of like when, like uh, in Star Wars, there's like Palpatine's back; he's not dead. I'm like, well, that just Palpatine. Cheapens he's re- he's returned somehow. I just how <laughs> somehow throw, throw up the spoiler tag real quick. I want to say something. <laughs> Here's the deal. <laughs> season one. I don't he, know if we need a spoiler for season one, but season he, one he was moving along at such an interesting. I was really invested and interested. They had some interesting storyline that was going on, and it Hold could on. have gone a lot of different ways. Right. Did you watch it? it? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, I, like the first five, six episodes, I'm in. I'm like, this is interesting. I, they, I could see where they're going. They could be going with this. And then. They just do a twist um, where the bad guy is now suddenly helping out everybody and the good guy is the bad guy, but there was no, it wasn't earned. It was just like, okay, now we're doing this. And it's like, oh, geez, you know, it's like, you, those are interesting to do if you do them right. But when you do them wrong like that, it just throws you right out of the story. Uh, and then so the very the ending Disney of it. Villain twist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the very end of it was just like how they got out of this situation they put themselves in was the most hacky stupid tropey thing i've ever seen in my life so that really put put me off for watching season two i haven't seen season two yet even though i love q the john delancey i watched him when he was doing um soap operas i used to watch days of our lives he was on days of our lives playing a crazy scientist he was hilarious on that show and i fell in love with him then when i saw him doing q on uh next generation for that first episode i was i was as happy as could be. So I I want to watch it because I know he'll be good in it. But okay. man, this story, the writing was just terrible that first at the end of the first season. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, I, I congratulate you for making it that far. Um <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. I watched them take uh I don't know. It was to me. It felt like I, I, I had the nostalgia factor. Like, yes, I would like to see some of the stuff done and back and see what happened. But yeah, I realized, yeah, yeah. I, but I realized that um, I got the closure I needed from the movies. I don't care. 
I did. I don't know. The and, last uh, movie put a like and, I want it, I want better ending. <laughs> nice and then, draw. And lower decks gave me the Riker I really <laughs> wanted to see, you know. <laughs> the, so my thing my thing with Riker is um Riker and Troy. Mm-hmm. When they when they did that whole thing with Troy dating Worf, I, it really irritated me because there is a book that mm-hmm. was written in the expanded universe, as it were, is called mm-hmm. Imzadi. That is so well done. It's such a great book about those two people mm-hmm. and and how they feel for each other and everything else. It's it's tear it's tear jerking. It's beautiful, and why they couldn't do something like that as a movie makes no sense to me it's it's it would be great but all right i've never yeah. read go to the board again books. i guess yeah back to the board yeah back to the board you know <laughs> yeah. like there's so much in. It. yeah i mean I, so- I like they brought five of nine back i mean that was great but five yeah. of nine yeah five of nine seven of nine seven of nine tell me five of nine five of nine yeah, put five and dime. I think maybe is in my head. I don't know. Watch, watch where I got five. Five right of nine. Is, five of nine is the is when he downloaded the wrong version. Of I never downloaded the wrong one. Kept it. <laughs> that was an Azure and that uh, you know, was a cross dresser. That's what that was, and I don't know how that got confused with. Okay, all right, all right. All right. So, so I mentioned. Track, so. I mentioned in the spotlight. I mentioned to this spot, yeah, Star Trek. We'll do some science stuff like that, and uh, and um, also like just talking like books and fiction like that. So Terry Pratchett, think, yeah, we can talk about Terry Pratchett some more. Yeah, I think um, it would be great. I think it would be great. We're bringing them on. I don't know if we can. I'm gonna. I really want them on for a Friday episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because they are talkers. Trying to, I, I really feel like trying to condense into this for an hour. <laughs> The, the, they, especially with Reithold, <laughs> I think the two of them would just bounce. Oh, that reminds me of this thing that happened. What? No, just go. and I'll just go like this. Like you know what? We Harry like started to approach a topic, and literally every sentence you guys tangent into something else. He said mm-hmm. two sentences mm-hmm. about the book. One. Look, I'm on pain medication, so I, I you gotta give me some <laughs> a break on that one. Put a I've got an abscess tooth. I'm on all kinds of stuff. My face is swollen. You can't tell, but it is. Ryan holds so. on the drugs. Yeah, I'm on the I'm on the, the <laughs> pot or something. No, no, you have to retell the original series, but with a female lead and make her the granddaughter of the Klingon. Okay, right. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, oh, sorry, Ryan. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to the topic at hand. Let's do tabletop RPGs and character creation. So, one thing I want to talk about, it's like one of the fun things that I always have is bringing spice and life to characters and character creation. This one of the tabletop RPG games is making and designing a character. I feel like I kind of like forced my love and some of the cool stuff with it onto Vincent and just hitting it over the head with a literal book on how to make character and character concepts. Um, but, uh, <laughs> that is a literal understatement, and we can elaborate more on that in a minute. <laughs> but 
this is the thing that can really pull me into like just about any game. I have played into two different games before the war. I have no idea about the system. I have no idea about the system. I just made a character concept because they, I would say, like, please play in this game. And I go, like, I don't want to learn your system. And like, just learn the cons, make a character concept. We'll do everything else for you. <laughs> just <laughs> go and have fun. <laughs> And I have, and I play a lot of games like that way. And that's, and I think it helped reinforce, especially my early twenties, that the character in a story, to me, when it comes to a TTRPG, comes first. I know to a lot of people that isn't, you know. And I, from going like out of Tracy Hickman stuff, which Tracy was like, to some people, some gamers, they're not that way. That's not what comes first to them, and it's perfectly fine. That's not what comes first because there are many paths to having fun. That's just not theirs. So mine is character creation. So like when you build uh to me, like the when it comes to like building the dice and the stats, it's kind of like it's this arduous part because this is when you get to like some of like the statistical parts of it, right? When you're trying to um, build like like what 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 brings your spice. To me, to me, like I like to think of a character concept, I had to do it, and then uh and then backfill in some of the where I get for the dice and like go through almost like um once I get the stats done, like a mortar, like the bricks of my character concept, you know? Like, oh yeah, he's a he's a great like um let's say like uh like I'm building a wizard character for Paul's game. Like he's a great wizard, he's fun loving, blah 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 blah. But it's like, oh crap, I've got a 17 of my intelligence and a 16 in my charisma. Let's oh I guys he's a huge showman also you know you know not only is a great wizard highly intelligent but he's also a great showman you know you know yep fill those little those little gaps thank you christy welcome and then hi christy character creation is is one of the best parts of most rpgs i, I, I never liked it like okay let's min max the my stats on my characters i want to play this so i want to sure, you know at some point i like to say here's the character deal with the reality of what that character you know we don't get to in our real life make our own stats right so we just have to deal with what we're given right and i kind of like doing. i'd rather just pure random and what i get is what i get and i make it work right that is uh, always that it's always great to have a character concept as well like again talking about the paul's game literally i made a character who is a a rogue like assassin who is hemophobic they're scared of blood they don't want to see blood Hemopho. Okay, I just want to make sure we're clear yeah. on what. Yes, they're they're afraid of blood. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's the point. Yeah, Being involved in that anywhere. Okay, right. I was like, the what? <laughs> yes, yes. My they're, they're very afraid of blood. You know. They're afraid of blood, and I've basically built this know, character just, to be yeah. the the different kind of it. The the charisma, like stealth, like more of a thief kind of aspect of it, instead of the murder things. <laughs> yes, yes. But because playing a flawed character is way more fun than going, I am the perfect person that has ever existed in the in the world, and I have no flaws, and I must win. Correct. Yeah. You know, are there ta- there's there are great tales about the underdog people rooting for the underdog? I think those work great when it comes to the group. I think um, group tales of people who are flawed coming together and surviving the day that's great that's the reason why you like lord of the rings and stuff like that but you know but there are solo tales of like they're perfect 
blah, 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 because they're solo and they're the whole freaking team by themselves. And I think that's great if you're playing solo. <laughs> you know, like, hey, if you want to play Hercules, play Hercules. But, you know, but it's got to be like Hercules and his amazing friends is kind of a boring game if you're not Hercules. <laughs> I don't know if yeah, I'll show back up for that. It's like Super Friends when you have to play Aquaman. <laughs> All right, right, right home. We let you play. We made you play Aquaman one time. Okay, <laughs> stop throwing that in our face. The flawed characters uh, is always because that's how that's how stories and narratives really work well together, especially in a written form. Is that you don't want your character to be perfect. Because if they're perfect, well, it gotta, makes yes. all the struggles pointless. Right. You've got to start off flawed in order to have a character growth or character arc in the story. It's all. That's why a lot of times people will start reading a, a book and, and the character won't hit with them because the character's got all these flaws. It's like, well, mm-hmm. the character's stupid. He's doing this wrong. He's doing that wrong. It's like, yeah, he's got to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, over a period of time. Now you have to do that quick. You can't just let somebody suffer for two and a half books or something like that before you right. start going somewhere with it. But you also can't just make them gods straight out of the, you know, out of the park. You can't. You can't do um, like Sword of Truth. Is you know the character just could do no wrong ever. You know, it's um, just see the, frustrating. The, there's a balance to a lot of those things. Is like if you have one character that is completely like too flawed like you've bought like a million flaws for the most mm-hmm. points or whatever mm-hmm. that character is not a fun and interesting character because they're just they're not realistically flawed they're right. they're flawed to a point of yeah i'm playing this paladin that has one leg and can only speak <laughs> they can only like, speak like, like undercommon or something yeah or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's like then you're not having fun. You're just yeah. being a hindrance to everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Or I you have play a the black knight after he loses his arm and legs. All right, let's yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> or you play like a flawed character that just ruins the game for everybody else because you're flawed. So let's say like uh, like Vincent's uh, uh, assassin. That game would that flaw is terrible if it's a combat heavy game. That flaw right. would just like okay, you are just putting everything at home, everything at home. But you know, so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Iski Lee G's. Uh, I like flawed characters better, and a bland character is only about shit. Sh- but demigods level one. Okay. Okay. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what shit it is. The, the other problem, though, <laughs> is when you get into when you get into ro- role playing games, is that you end up with people who just start playing themselves as the character. Yeah. Understanding oh, and difference. making decisions like if they were them instead of making decisions like it was the character, and that that's mm-hmm. a, a tough road to line, a tough line to cross to, to mm-hmm. kind of wind down. But mm-hmm. they're more fun, I think, if you look and how would the character react to this? How would how would they respond? And right, a, a, a great example is the last game that me and Harry played is that like my character was a mother of three, <laughs> so yes, she could uses massive cosmic powers to obliterate that thing or take care of her injured son and take care of him because that's what she would do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, when my mm-hmm. brain would be like, I could just obliterate this motherfucker like now and just move on with life. I mean, we, the, last, the last time I played D&D, was, I was with uh, eventually Ascalja because one guy left and then Latro and Chip Jones, right? So we were playing online. We were all streaming mm-hmm. the game, and 
we had we had very distinct characters in the fact that um they would they would have traits that would do things that would be contrary to what we wanted them to do which mm-hmm. is really fun so and mine was a bit more amoral so and and latros was like real big into a deity so we would butt heads all the time with you know you can't do that to this character and i'm like you know because i went up and you know we were interrogating him and uh we he is like i can get anything out of him he's not going to tell me anything so i just went over and zapped him dead and, and <laughs> Latro freaks out you can't do that i'm like what if you if you do this you're gonna he's gonna die anyway so you might as well you know he's like well you don't do it while he's asleep you know we had this big whole argument it was hilarious <laughs> i clipped it out it's funny do, do it while he's asleep <laughs> Oops, those are the fun times this follow this guy just follow up to characters being better. It's like the difference between Ke- Kirito and, from Sword Art Online and Kazuma from Kanasuba. It's night and day the difference between the characters. Where you have a character that is massively flawed and one that isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Don't lie. We had he's not, characters he's not, not wrong. <laughs> got bodied by staircases. What? You get bodied by staircases? He's not wrong. We 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 would do a lot of dumb things. <laughs> At least you didn't burn down the Library of Alexandria. <laughs> okay. I think we stopped before we got to that point. Oh, knows what he did. Scoutja knows what he did. <laughs> oh my god, guys are terrible. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, but yeah, no care. But it's also the understanding the game that you're playing. Mm-hmm. If everybody's playing gods, then it's okay to build a god. Yeah. If, yeah. if you're playing a, a level 20 campaign, then you're going to play obscenely, overly powerful characters. Correct. I got and, in trouble because I was playing a cyberpunk campaign. And my character was making a back-end deal with the bad guy and got found out. And everybody freaked mm-hmm. out. And it's like, I mean, personally, I freaked out. Not like they got mad at the character. They were mad at me personally for doing it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's what my character would have done. What are you, what are you talking about? He was, we're, it's in cyberpunk. Everybody screws everybody over. What's the deal here? You know? I got banned from a table because we were playing a Watchmen style game. And so I was basically playing the comedian and I got banned. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you can't do that. Yes, I fucking can't. There's a, there's a fine line between what my character would do and doing something that is just cruel and then blame it on your character you know sometimes that like your character will be like oh my character's an asshole it'll do this in comparison to i'm purposely being an asshole to the party and then saying it's what my character would do it's it's there's a massive difference between the two because hmm. if my character's a dick and i'm being a dick to npcs and still cooperating and making things happen in the party it's completely different compared to well, my character is a paladin, and I think that you're, you're evil, so I'm going to verify you're evil, and I'm going to kill you. It's like, like, then you're not having fun. You're purposely killing. Yeah. You're purposely killing the campaign because you're being an asshole. Yeah, that's true. There's, that's right. a big difference there. Yeah. Is that All my right. character is going to be a dick? At least, may have don't be an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. So what my character do is that guy being over people, yeah. Because yeah, I wasn't exactly. being that guy. I was just more of a. I was pl- if you watch Watchmen, it was just being the comedian. I was. It was that the line from uh, 
Guardians of the Galaxy says he knows he knows he's a dick, but he's not a colossal asshole. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, like uh, my character was getting crapped on. Like I just like nearly died saving the city. Right. Nearly died. And you know, like someone was protesting us. Like boo, boo. And I, I and I just sit. I sat there. I was like, you know what? I just. I just unload both barrels in this guy's face. What? I don't care. I just <laughs> saved the city. I'm just going to blow this dude's face off and, and throw him in, in the basement. Walk off. What? Don't care. One more. Don't care. But but if that's also how your character has been the entire game and everything before that has is similar to that kind of action, then it doesn't that's not out of the blue. It's comparative oh, yeah. being yeah. like an asshole for no reason. No, no, no. Like my, my, my character was just a, uh, you know, but you know, he's just gone through some shit. <laughs> this person's in his face. Give him shit. I'm supposed to just keep taking it. It's like, you know, I'm done. Done taking it. Hmm. All right. So, but like I said, I like character concepts. It's fun. And I think that's also makes me love also like being a DM game master, a storyteller is because like it's a, popping different characters all the time you know so like i'm always excited when i get to play just one character you know you know it's it's a lot of fun uh, well i mean playing one character you have a lot more agency than being the dm because mm-hmm. being the dm you have you you're forced to play with everybody else is forcing you to deal with yes and Correct. that's that's one of the bigger aspects of the two is that yes you might like playing all the the NPCs in the game, but you're the you're the game system, not the player, basically. Right. Um, yeah. So the other thing I want to talk to you is I think on the docket is when it comes to maps and map building. So I am a huge um, theater of the mind. One, I hate making maps and deciding maps because I think it mostly becomes which uh, I'm finding out is more because I make a lot of games that are open world i allow a lot of the times i know i frustrate my players at my table because i present problems there's clues and the, the world's a freaking oyster and they can do what the heck they want um i'm not trying to force a railroad them into something and since i don't do that making maps for me is more difficult because anything could freaking happen you know versus like you know like trying to force them into different things that are happening around them um, it would be easy. I think it would be easier for me to develop maps because if I know, like, hey, there's probably like two to three different locations that are going to go this game session, and I could probably easily sit there before the game session now and design the, like a freaking map. But since the, oh no, you've got North America, <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of hard for me to make a map. <laughs> it mapping things out. It depends on what it is because a lot of people use maps for things, especially if you're only staying in one environment for a long time. Mm-hmm. Or if it's a dungeon crawl. <laughs> Paul has a point. Sometimes you have clues for third graders, but we're actually napping as kindergartners. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the problem with the one we were doing online is the the GM has set all this stuff up and we were just not kick we're not catching his clues. It was uh it was obvious that we were missing, and I think he just got kind of frustrated and said it was done. <laughs> but that also kind of goes with understanding the concepts going into it. Like, if you want a, a solid example, in, in that World of Darkness game that we were playing, you 
as the DM had to go through a process of, I know what they're capable of, so I have to scale everything to what they can do. But when we couldn't do it, because we didn't understand it the same way you did, things were way harder. Because in your head, it's like, well, this is gonna, they're going to be able to do this, this, and this. And when you realize, oh, wait, they, don't, they, can, they only use like a fraction of their abilities because they don't understand it like I do. <laughs> things get things get way more complicated. <laughs> like you can have the be- you can have amazing plots and ideas and thoughts and and clues, but when you're expecting this person who can control time and space to figure out, all right, this is when this is the time you're supposed to use your control time and space abilities, and they have no idea. That that's what you have set up, it because it makes the plot a lot harder to deal with. <laughs> it's okay to do, it. and because of that, the kind of the games you like to run, maps aren't as easy to to put out there because you're running like World of Darkness, and the map is this city. Go, <laughs> yeah, and anything you go to, you can go into like I just go to a random bar. Can you go to this bar that I've designed a map for? No. <laughs> I want to go to it's blank this time. I want to go to X bar, you know. <laughs> Ryan Hall's like, what are you talking about? All right, Ryan Hall, like you play World Dark. So it's basically what, what years were you in? Like the eighties, right? What was the no, 80s? it was like it was like late nineties because oh, late nineties, yeah. Computers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if I said you're like it was nineteen ninety seven, you're in Indianapolis, and you're like like, all right, let's go to a bar. You could go to any bar you wanted to in the city of Indianapolis in 1997. What bar are you going to? Um, oh, it was the there was a there were four bars like I think Jackals or something like that downtown at. There the it mall. is. He yeah. was like, there are four bars, and he has to pick one of the four to well, map they're all, out. No, they're all right next. They're all like connected. They were all connected in the in the. Uh, mm-hmm. Downtown mall the, that yeah. kind of fizzled out eventually, but that was yeah. the that was the place to go in the nineties. Yep, yeah, that was nice. And Meridian nice. Street had a couple of good bars too. Meridian Street had <laughs> um, some good live bars like right next to each other, where the comedy club used to be too. Oh yeah, yeah, good comedy downtown Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. We've still got helium, right? Yeah, still got helium. So, anyways, is helium downtown now? I, I thought some of them were closed. So I don't know where we're at on that. I don't know. Situation. But I go to Bloomington now because Bloomington's got the best comedy club in Indiana. So. <laughs> Just saying. He has a point there. Oh, no, no, he does not have a point. <laughs> oh, it's, is the absolute fact. <laughs> it's like, yes, midnight. It's like, yes, when I was three years old, I knew exactly how Indiana, Indiana was set up. Good. Glad you do. All right. Yeah. But no, yeah, yeah. So it was always difficult because of the, I think, but I even did that like a D&D games, like when I would play that. It's just like, you know, like, I think maybe because I had like players like, well, I felt like you railroaded me to this. It's like, yeah, I railroaded you to my map. <laughs> what? Yeah, you know, I, got you, I got you to where the, the excitement is, you know, or, mm-hmm. or else you can be bored sitting at this place with nothing happening. I mean, you want to have some fun or not? Oh yeah, I did play a game where like they're supposed to uh, go get all the magical MacGuffin devices, and uh, they didn't want to go do that. And then when they finally wanted to go do that, 
they realized like the bad guy found out about the magical MacGuffin device. It was upset that he got half of them already. Like, <laughs> you guys were going after magical MacGuffins, so he was going after. Them. So he started going after him. You guys weren't there. <laughs> the first, the first uh, adventure I ran, we were just kids. I was like fourteen or fifteen, mm-hmm. and I got a I got a, a module called um, the Temple of Elemental Evil. If anybody knows old D, that was like a big big deal it was a big thick adventure it was awesome it had a lot of great stuff in it and you start off going into this town and picking up clues by talking to the people in the town mm-hmm. my group goes in there and they're like well i'm just gonna kill this guy and this guy when you get in a bar fight they kill a bunch of people and it's just like <laughs> you, you can't even start the adventure now because you just decimated all the people who are giving you clues to get to the place you needed to go Ah, uh, yes, hobo. the murder hobo. Murder hobo. Ah, <laughs> uh, classic murder hobo. Yeah. So I was like, I'm done. So I never got <laughs> to play that dang thing. <laughs> the thing about maps is also maps usually lead to combat. Mm. It, it maps is when people do a lot of maps, it's you have now planned ahead for things that you want to happen. So if, if like I have this dungeon set up and I make a map for it, then you people, when they see a map, they're expecting combat. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Especially, and, especially if I bring a map out, like, oh, yeah, this combat happened here. But also, <laughs> you you are you don't like combat. No. Well, there's there's a there's a, a a whole system. I know Rollmaster did this, and others did too, where you can have a whole on the fly encounters set up. That not all of them are combat. You can have encounters where something good happens, something yeah, you know, that sort of thing, and. <laughs> um, if, if you do that, you can help yourself out in coming up with things on the fly because sometimes you get stuck and you can't think of anything right off the bat. And you can re- refer to that stuff to kind of get you through and maybe lead a different direction. So there are the tools, there are tools out there. It's just. So Scott, Scott is thinking macro with maps and, and we're thinking micro with maps because the Scott is like, oh no, I was making continents for you guys to explore and stuff. And you were talking about mm-hmm. here's this room. Here's this map yeah. of this room. I have graph paper. The room is five by ten, right? So I'm right. mapping out a five by ten. I'm putting a door in the middle. You know, yeah. that's how I used to do dungeons. Yeah. I'd... Right. See, like I would do that for um, dungeons, like dungeons. Like when we were playing D and D 3.0, we're like, okay, we're gonna go into a dungeon, right? I will design a dungeon that way. But like the campaign is like when I finally started getting outside of like dungeon crawls like oh no there's an overlapping story let's go let's go for all the things that are happening you know it reminds me of a, a funny little joke in um big bang theory when they're doing a D campaign and they go through and it's like oh you're in a du- you're in a dungeon and he kind of looks at him and says and you encounter a dragon and then sheldon's like okay come on that's a little on the nose isn't it we're playing dungeons and dragon <laughs> He got kind of mad about it. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. 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 yeah Theater in the mind works for, but also there's the other fact of how you envision the world is because you're so into character and the aspect of character is that it's more free form for you to go in your head. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> probably, Scouger. Probably. But also, no, you also did a lot of LARP. For a live audience, so that wasn't a laugh track, but okay. Yeah. But you also did a lot of LARPs, Harry, which makes it also massively different because you're used to person-to-person interaction compared to on the mat. Yeah, yeah, walking around like a regular room and you have to envision what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
so because you're used to that and you're just in a regular room and you have to, to theater the mind literally in person while you're having conversations, it's natural for you to just do theater of the mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's easier. Mm-hmm. It's just easier. Um, the other one I want to talk about is uh, what's like organization, how to keep your things organized. I've seen like there's a lot of been cool uh, applications online, um, which I think is very helpful for like the newer DM or some of the modern DMs. I wish I could get used to using majority of them. I feel very like a very old timer when I try to <laughs> I don't know how to use any of them and I don't use any of them and I wish I did use them so like it'd be easier to have people come to my table because there's a lot of stuff that you can use for people to like help keep their things online so they can see all that versus like now nah, bro i got a folder i'm gonna put your sheet of paper in this folder here yeah. and i'll just print you out <laughs> when i get yeah, it like roll 20 or like the world forge and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. yeah yeah which is they're really neat stuff, you know, like, so you guys can see your sheet. You can, everyone, like, you can easily print out your own, or I can still print it out. Everyone can see everything's going on. The organization it keeps everything in one place, you know. And even some of the ones where it keeps all, like, your notes, like Obsidian, like, keeps, like, you can easily make notes and trees. So, you know, even, like, the players themselves can easily go back and, like, compile their notes together see and see the, watch the world form as they, you know, begin to learn learn new things, you know. I, you know. I don't do any of that. Everything I do is in a crusty old trapper keeper over there. I mean, it's the same thing. It's just di- because it's digital, it's easier to do. Mm-hmm. And you're not as you're not as forced to sit around and share pieces of paper. But even now, like even without that, you can use like, oh yeah, we have this shared Google Doc where we all take notes and share the comments and build the world the same way. I so I'm. I love technology and I love the idea of having one note and notes and mm-hmm. everything digital and everything like that. But when I'm taking, when I'm on a meeting with somebody and I'm taking notes, mm-hmm. I grab a pen and paper. I still do it because it's just easier for me to do and think while I'm doing it. If I'm trying to type while I'm doing it, I don't think I'm as engaged. And I don't know why that is. I think it's just, I'm an old, you know, old <laughs> Gen X guy, right? So it's just the I, way I, I think. I project plan the way I was taught how to project plan back in the day. Many, many post-it notes on a wall and pens and paper. Every time I've got a string between them, pointing yeah. to who the ultimate boss is. You know, okay, so <laughs> the conspiracy doing, behind it. Yeah, if I have to be a project planner like that, that's what my wall looks like sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a couple of times when I was at an office. One time I was like, "What the hell is going on? Making this make sense? Hold on a second. <laughs> Get Charlie, dang it up." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, especially like uh, with like Google Whiteboard, I could do that for that. But but when I try to go like D and D game, it's like pants and paper. It's like I don't know. I feel like I don't know. I think I think maybe like I like it because of low distractions for me. I wish I think I kind of want to join someone's table who is very high tech to get that experience to force myself to do it. But at the end of the time, it's just like I I you know I don't know. You know, I respect people who want to do it, and I would help them, especially if they sat at my table. It's like, hey, Harry, it'd be great if you use this tool to help me organize. I would try my best. But when it comes to it, like, ah, but it also It's also <laughs> what you're used to. It's mm-hmm. it's the thing mm-hmm. that you've learned how to play tabletop games with. Yes. Like, if for the new people coming in who just joined tabletop games with 5e and Roll20, mm-hmm. yes. it's that's natural for them. Then mm-hmm. you come into them and say, all right, here's the player's handbook and here's your notebook to f- take all the notes. They'd be like, bro, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Because that's not, that's not how they learned how to play the game. 
Yeah, so you guys have, you guys have been playing what Reinhold you probably played since first edition D D, yes? <laughs> right? And then yeah. Harry's what second ed? Yeah, second yeah, advanced second ed Dungeons Dragons. Yeah, although although I have to say there's been a lot of years where I wasn't playing, so it's not like I have a lot of experience playing right, but, consistently since then, but yeah. But still it's more of like that's how you guys learned how to play it. That's how we so you guys got comfortable playing it because yeah. that's where you learned it. And for you, I also I almost could easily bring back that this is the environment for this, because hmm. a lot of a lot of people have certain environments for certain things, you know. That's why I like grow. I still I still like graph paper when I do when I do D and want I graph paper. We were playing the one where we were streaming it, and it was just like okay, he was he'd tell you the room, and I'm like I need I need to be able to write this down in some way <laughs> so I can have a visual. <laughs> That's right. That's right. East Lee's. <laughs> Reinhold's first role play was playing one of the shadows in the allegory of the cave. That is 100% true. Those are facts. Facts. Solid. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> Solid. So, so, fact shaped. <laughs> Good. All right. <laughs> yeah, getting graph paper, and that's just how you—that's how you're used to playing it. Yeah, that's how I roll. Like I even have a—I thought about like I okay, so I started trying to build something um, in Visio, um, and I realized I was going way into too much detail. <laughs> so it's like, oh yeah, this thing would be. 30 feet this way, 40 foot this way, you know, you know, this is going to go like 60 feet in the air and this is going to be made of this material. I was like, I'd be really upset they never came here. I'm doing a lot of effort work here, busy. <laughs> right. building, building a f- <laughs> they, and, building then, and then they completely ignore it. They go somewhere else. Oh, That's not where the plot is. Yeah, or, or burn the thing to they'll just burn the thing mm-hmm. to the ground. Like, ah, or or they let there. themselves die before the plot can resolve. That's true too. That's true too. They just, you know, you know, you know, they could just die or, or choose to die. Choose to die. You know, you know, you just choose to let the death happen. <laughs> uh, there are some so, issues in that in our last did game. you did you did you just want to do damage to me? Is that what you wanted? I mean that's that's all this I, we're talking about this for, for that that I assume I assume this is what it is. Um well, Ryan, it's not, it's, I don't think it is therapy. I just just more like I just want something I wanted to talk about. Something I wanted to talk about. I've been, I have been because I finally got over, and I well, like I said, I've been itching. I've been itching to play a game. Um, I'm not really currently running one, and I think I'm not. And the game I've been trying, I was trying to get up, and I was going to try to pull you into. I realized that I think the start trying to get that game up and running. There's two poison for me. I, I think I've lost the thing for, and I was going to have a lot of fun because I really was going to let the players that played in the other game come to this game and actually kill the. Per- I purposely put in the bad guy in there as a semi boss so they could just kill him, <laughs> so they could have some satisfaction, right? You know, and when I get my big fight uh, that I planned on, you know, but they could still kill him. You know, too. Mm-hmm. So the their new players wouldn't feel like it. Okay, we killed this guy, but they would be like, you know, like the, them themselves, the 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 players <laughs> would just be like, take that, and just stop. You're like, yeah, we got him, we fucking got him. 
fucking barked him. You know, the player kid's like, okay, we just, uh, that guy just attacked us. So we got him. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so so like, basically, Harry's business saying the, the climax of our game got completely ruined and he wanted to give us it again. But then he realized that he can't touch that because that's attached to that game. Now he wants to do a different game because it's all poisoned all the way down. Yeah, just poison. Just poison. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. It's nothing worse than like having the climax of your game just like pull it out from underneath you. You know, um, but you know, that's over there. But uh but yeah, but I'm just thinking about deciding a new game, a come up with a different a different concept, you know. You know, I think it'd be a lot of fun. I think the one person who would be you no know, f- who I would want into it, but as long as he tries to have fun in the game and doesn't try to like uh, break out a slide rule and try to make it too science, it would be Reinhold. It's uh, who I worry about, you know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I played games where we didn't even roll dice. It was all just what your character did, and the DM would say, "Yeah, I think that would work," and then that's how it would roll. We wouldn't even have to <laughs> go that route. So, I am not a rules lawyer. Let me tell you. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's more of just going like, uh, "When I if I give you a if I give you a Gundam and you ask like, what's powering this thing?" and I said it's a, it's a nuclear reactor, like, well, I don't know if I want to be sitting on top of a nuclear reactor. <laughs> <laughs> with guns. No, would my character that's the thing would my character care and i would play the character the way the character would play that's good that's good that's good that's good uh, you know I, you know i thought about just creating like a different energy source too like so what does this thing run up unattainium <laughs> uh the hopes and dreams of children yeah yeah that's what it's it runs a, on it's a dozen existium yeah, it's like using comic books. It's like it's run on Batmanium, which is a real thing in the DC comics. By Shut the way, up. Shut up. it's a real thing. It's, actually, it's a real thing in the in the DC comics. Is it on the periodic table next to Pink uh, uh, Kryptonite? Uh, Kryptonite? I think, I think that came out. Table, sir? Okay, I think that came out during the uh, the campy years. Mm-hmm. Oh, Batmanium? No, no, that was recent. Was it? Oh, it's oh, recent, recent? recent, like uh, Court of Owls recent. Uh, look at Randall, like, he's gonna cry. Like, he's like, no, no, like, not my Batman. Look, look at Randall, like, <laughs> no, no, I haven't read Batman for a, over a decade, so this is not my <laughs> Batman going on right now. <laughs> my Batman got his back broke, and I was kind of over it at that point. Fat <laughs> okay. Randall's gonna go, hashtag not my Batman. <laughs> Randall's like, the only real Batman is Batman of Zero and Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Not into the whole Razo Ghoul stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Small little. Oh, this magic pool that just brings you back to life. You know, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All consequences are no longer important. I mean, it's it's neat if it's limited, like it's limited, <laughs> and there's huge consequences going in, right? But the right. simple fact, like, if you just keep using it, or yeah, it is kind of like, what's the point, you know? You know, even in Dragon Ball, like, oh no, he's gonna die. But we have like like two differences. It doesn't balls. matter. It doesn't matter. Two differences of Dragon Balls, and we cool with a god. Okay, oh, oh, and and one of them is the Universal Dragon Balls. Fuck out of here! Right out of here. Get the fuck out of here! Don't even care. <laughs> it's like so. Death means nothing. Yeah, yeah, means nothing. You know, and you got one person just yo know, using the Dragon Balls to wish herself younger by five years. Okay. <laughs> but like that, but that's the issue with a lot. Of, like it, bringing that back to D and D is having consequences for your actions. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's, that's like, true. A lot, there's a lot of issues that people have where God. some people just do whatever they want because they 
because the the DM doesn't really enforce consequences, mm-hmm. or the people who don't like having consequences and they get really upset when consequences happen to them. Mm-hmm. Bad guy heals one time. What the? How dare he? Or uh, <laughs> yeah. all right, so. I've been robbing the town blind. I'm getting successful at all my checks. You know, you think you've been successful. What? They've actually heard the guards. That everyone just didn't want trouble. They're coming for you. <laughs> right? It's like, it's bullshit. I swore high. But it's like you caused mayhem. Yeah, you caused mayhem. And, or they also don't care. People are being robbed. Get the new people. Yeah. Get the new Get the new but, ones. But, but I was crouching. <laughs> God, yeah. God, yeah. Freaking crouching. crouching. Yeah. It's just, consequences are honestly one of the things that really make make or break a game, like a tabletop game for sure. Is that if you if there's too many of up, you died, but you have there's always a place for you to revive, and your death really doesn't mean anything. It's completely mm-hmm. different to to it being like this death is massively important and it's mostly affecting to all right this game is just a meat grinder you should might as well just have five characters made before you walk in because you're just gonna die and we're just mm-hmm. gonna bring a new character in because whatever yep yep it's all about understanding where your game is yeah you don't you don't want somebody to just be able to go well i just put out another character because my last one just died again but that's not what you signed up for. Yeah. Hi, I'm Underhill's uh, cousin, and I know everything Underhill knows. I'm real joined the party. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> step over grave. Yeah. Just yeah. step over shallow grave of uh, of your cousin. Continue the journey. Mm-hmm. But I think the most important thing is knowing if you're compatible mm-hmm. and setting reasonable expectations on both ends. Yeah. Great. Like, right. session zero is massively important. Mm-hmm. Having a session zero to understand where this is what the DM expects, this is what the players expect, so mm-hmm. you guys can get to a middle ground of <laughs> I like let's say like somebody wanted to, wanted a lot of combat, yeah. and somebody else wanted a lot of role play. Well, mm-hmm. it's either that you guys are incompatible and you guys can't play that game that way, or there'll be a solid mix of both, mm-hmm. so that somebody yep. can get cashed in, and somebody and somebody else can role play and then you just have the trading off of off of things oh my god i forgot about that quick i'm behind the pile of dead parts <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but yes yes yeah yeah i think also like also be able to realize like what you want from the game you know um oh i you know like, if you don't want like combat or you want more role playing or you want more combat or you want more lore you want more um you know you want something from the the dm that lets you know that you're actually progressing either through the dungeon or through the story you want some sort of you know in-game ish milestones through everything you know just tell your dm like you know they want you to have fun and you know then dm's also trying to have fun too so he's not trying to like hurt you or do anything but you know because they're friends most of the time and they're also there at the table to have fun you know the idea is you showing up to the table to show up to the meat grinder that's not fun for him either or her or her her. well i mean it depends it depends on on who's running it's that's why session zero is important is if 
the DM wants to play a massively heavy, massively difficult game, and you're a masochist that likes that kind of stuff. Or, like, your favorite kind of combat is, you know, if it's challenging and I barely get out through the skin of my teeth, Mm -hmm. you might want to play that game. It's just communicating and understanding. Like, communication is... As in all kind, as in all relationships of any kind, is yeah. so important. Yeah. Talk to them if you have an if you if you're having an issue. Talk to your DM. Talk to the players. Mm-hmm. Understand that this mm-hmm. is an issue. Yep. Yep. Um, I remember playing in one D and D game, and uh, the other players was always wondering sometimes like why combat like uh, we, like could we just dodge combat? I would dodge combat too, you know. And when we do get into such a just a dredge, you know, and it was only like a couple of counters that the the players found out why combat was so difficult. It was my freaking character because the ST the DM saw my character sheet, knew what I brought. I just didn't use it. I was just like, I don't want to use any of that. You know, I brought a I brought a very cheese um, cheese optimized uh, cleric. It was the <laughs> it's, it's, it's my mm, go to build. <laughs> uh, it's, just, it's very cheesy. Um, and it can just wreck things really quickly. Um, especially at low levels and, and mid, low, and mid levels. And which, in my experience, has been most games have been most games don't make it to level 20, you know, unless we start really high to get there. You know, I usually don't get a character level 20 all the, all the time. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I, I, I shouldn't be barred from that, but yeah, I'd probably, I would bring in uh, human. Uh, cleric fighter, two levels of fighter, and the rest all cleric, because this way I get all everything good about being a fighter without the extra feats. But it's okay because I'm going to dump a bunch of cleric stuff on top of it, and you just you just go to town. There is nothing like moving into uh, uh, moving into someone's square, hitting them with an attack, and then leaving without. <laughs> Hitting someone with holy smite and then leaving without creating an attack, attack of opportunity, you just walk off, just walk off, just leave. And since you have two levels of fighters, all your armor and weapon proficiencies are all just fighter weapon proficiencies. Which, since you're casting cleric spells, you don't have the um, drawback of <laughs> casting spells. Mm. See, see, this is what I mean, Chef's right? Kiss, chef's kiss. Harry has bit spent. A long amount of time perfecting the art of the cheese, and when he DMs, he has to factor in the art of the cheese. In that last game we played, the character that was given to me was the character would, if he were to play it, would have destroyed the entire game because it wouldn't have been fair because he already understood and fully grasped the abilities that they had. So we had to balance the game around if I figured it out like he had it. Yeah, pretty much. So it created a, a massive disadvantage for the players because they don't think like he does. Well, yeah, yeah, and that's also for the other characters. They really kind of like the vampires really don't understand that they were effing powerful at all either. Right, that's my point. Is that like, like I'm weak? I was like, you have bashing damage. <laughs> Bullets are bashing to you. What? Don't be afraid of guns, because <laughs> you shouldn't be. You know, just it's. What, what, like, if I hit you with three points of bashing damage from a gun, you're gonna have that, and then you can soak it with your full stamina pool. Go, right? But that's what I mean. It's just like that's that game in particular, you can definitely tell the the difference of 
the four novelists playing with the veteran DM. Yeah. Who had to create the game around? Oh, what if they figure out that this character could basically warp time and space and never be able to get touched ever again? So I have to make the combat so if they get if they figured it out that I, I won't get bodied. Which I always loved was like because like it built like uh, the big bad. It's like all right, you're gonna shoot him. All right, since he's a vampire, he's gonna have that damage, right? Then he's got this other ability, so he's gonna have it again. What? He just halved or halved, and then he's gonna soak that at dip five. Put your guns up. Put your guns up. Put your yeah. guns up. Do what I mean right Put your guns up. He just stated things like, all right, cool. I have no idea how half of that stuff works. <laughs> I have your halved. <laughs> I'm going to half it. Cool. I'm going to half it again. What? And then I'm going to soak it at dip five. What? <laughs> am I, am I like just... old 55 monk. This <laughs> 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 Oh, and this is Word of Darkness, meaning that you're rolling D10s Un- for everything. So you soak it at five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like you roll a five or higher. Mm-hmm. Soaked. Soaked it. Oh, no, you did be damaged. I burned a blood to heal it. I don't care. But Magic. it's more of this. That, that's what it comes down to is understanding and, and getting the understanding where everybody's coming from. Like for this game that, that Escalage is going to run understanding how each of our characters are going to interact and if me and Harry are going to play characters that are not combat focused mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> him feel- playing a gambler wizard and me playing a <laughs> a, a thief rogue who is afraid of blood yeah. <laughs> I trust, mean- me. trust me I like my first thing when I start looking at it like oh man I'm going to take it this spell I'm going to just beat that's against the concept that's just this this is more the concept this is more right. fun yeah. And it comes back to the beginning of character creation and <laughs> concepts of yeah. sometimes min maxing is isn't fun. Yeah, yeah, min maxing and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also like what your character does, like also like outside of the adventuring. Like, what did you do before you became an adventurer? And also understanding the adventuring aspect. I've played games with people where like the this dangerous quest, like, well, we can't do this. F and dangerous. You're adventurers. This <laughs> is what you do. This is how you make money. Other than this, you're gonna go poor in town from drinking and doing nothing because you have no, you you suck at your jobs, you know. Right, like that. This character I'm making for Paul's name, I literally made Paul make up slore on the spot. Like Paul, how does this work? Uh, I haven't thought that far. I I need you to think that far, please. Yeah, I need you to think. That far, <laughs> so I can ma- so I can make this character fit into your world better, please. Yeah, it's better this way. It's better this way. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, before this episode, we get too long the tooth, and I start bringing up gas grills. Um, <laughs> let's go ahead and like try to round it out. Um, Ryan Hold, did you anything you wanted to bring up, or before we end this thing? No, just uh, the the key important thing is that you're there to have fun. So try to have fun. Yeah, yeah, and and realize everybody else is trying to have fun too. So don't don't crap on their fun just because you don't understand it. Uh, a great thing is to remember that ev- every game is unique. Mm-hmm. Not not everything is uniformed. Not everything is Critical Role or the YouTuber you watched play D&D. Not every DM is going to be Matt Mercer or the the streamer that you know or that one guy you played that one game with that one time. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. It's always re- good to remember that each game is unique. And don't yeah. try to 
put everybody in boxes. And also, if you want to, there are plenty of channels out there to look up that talk about, you know, horror stories, people being ridiculous in, in RPGs and understanding that using those as a little bit of an example of what not to do mm-hmm. when it comes to it. You know, don't be a dick. Don't purposely try to edgelord it out and make it make your character unengaging or mm-hmm. anything along those lines. So just enjoy the game and enjoy however you play it. If you're a, if you're a combat monkey and you guys love playing, you guys love fighting in dungeons and dungeon crawling and rolling dice and attacking, have fun. Get your group of people that want to do that. If you if you would rather set all the dice aside and just talk as characters in character, do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will say this: if hopefully this is spurred, and all you listening to this, especially if you made it this long in the episode, um, you either have played or want to play again, and hopefully they have this bug bite you too. So please go to a find a table and roll some dice, make some character, build some character. All right. Before, but uh, also you. remember, no D and D is better than bad D and D. If it's bad, leave. Yeah, that's, true. That's, <laughs> that's, true. that's the most important thing. It's like, don't suffer. Don't force yourself to do something you're not having fun with. Correct. It's, oh, it's like watching a, watching a bad movie, and you're just like, oh, I got to watch the movie. Oh, you don't have to watch yeah. the movie. You get up and walk out. Exactly. It's a game. You're supposed to have fun. If you're not having fun, try to fix it or leave. I, I, no D&D my, is better than bad D&D. Trying to do my ending thing. and You're, like, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're helping. Are you? Are you? Yes. Yeah. I think we're helping. All right. So just remember, like, uh, you can be listening to anything else in the world, but you decided to listen to this episode. And that I thank you. Uh, keep in mind that this is a live show on 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Monday night. So please come join. Hang out with us live. Um, if you're downloading this podcast form, thank you. But you come hang out live with us on Mondays. Um, we are still going to do like a live uh, Friday show. One of these. One of, I don't know which day we're going to do in March. It's going to be kind of tricky. Um, this March because uh, spring break um, for reason, for some reason the kids get two weeks off now for spring break which is bullcrap <laughs> utter bullcrap and one of them is on St. Patty's Day so what the hell um, so yeah yeah should be fun um, yeah. yeah anyways thanks for listening bye everybody goodbye <laughs>